Welcome everyone to this podcast. Hi. How are you, Dom? I apologize in advance. I'm feeling a little sniffly. I know. I know. It's August 1st. Whatever. <laughs> um, my immune system clearly has other things it's handling because it can't handle a little germs. Um, but yeah, I am feeling slightly under the weather. But Dom, we're good. I really don't think it has anything to do with germs. Yeah. I, I, I am a big believer that, you know, like the flu or anything like that, it mostly has to do with like the weather change and basically the fact that they're trying to freeze us at mm-hmm. work. Well, you're not wrong because I think part of the reason why it's called a cold is that when um, temperatures do drop, like it's easier for like pathogens to, um, I guess, infect. I don't know. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> but there is there there is a weather factor. I mean, it, people get colds mostly in the cold. Yeah. And I feel like the yours is more of like a sore throat, I guess. It's it it it, it upgraded to sneezing. So oh. I was sneezing on the train, which is like the one thing I hate doing. I hate coughing and sneezing on the train. Oh, I know that feeling. Because then you just feel like everyone is staring at you. Yeah, because you know you would be staring at the person too. <laughs> you knew, you know exactly. Like, if someone was coughing next to you, you'd be looking at them too. Well, you see, I'm not really like that. Like, if someone is coughing and they're covering their mouth, mm-hmm. I'm okay with that, right? Because we're on the train. Like, where the hell are you going to go to cough and sneeze? Mm-hmm. What I don't like is when people don't cover their mouths in like any way with like their sleeve or nothing at all. And they're just like sneezing and coughing out into like the air, basically. Oh, I That's love that what, stuff. Huh? I said, I love that stuff. <laughs> That's what bothers me. And then that's when I give like the person like a side look. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. You could have used like a napkin or something. Because mm-hmm. I sincerely believe that colds obviously are because of weather change. And right now it's also because like outside it was so humid. Mm-hmm. And then in the office, the temperature was really low. Yeah. So it's natural that, you know, you're going to get sick. Like when I'm under the AC for too long, I start sneezing as well. Mm-hmm. So... I, I don't think that you should feel like super bad. The fact that you're sneezing and coughing. Okay. Um, I am looking up now and it says that it actually cooler temperatures aggravate symptoms or can aggravate a cold, but it doesn't cause it. Huh? Yeah. Uh, that'll be another podcast. We'll get an actual <laughs> doctor. <laughs> I don't know. I just like think that some people are like, take it to the extreme what in terms mean? of, yeah, well, there's some people that, exaggerate the fact that they don't want like any type of germs and there's good germs and there's bad germs right and if you kind of like want to put yourself in a bubble then the moment that you walk out of your little safe bubble any germ can just go into your body and automatically like you get sick because your body doesn't know how to fight yeah I think the listeners though need some context 
um, about what as to why your immune system is so strong. I miss Miss Bubble. Um, Karen over here used to eat dirt when she was how old? Two or three? Well, yeah, I was probably like three <laughs> or four. Yeah, that is one way to really enhance your immune system. <laughs> So, but hey, that was so many years ago. I'm close to my 30 nows. No, I'm I here I am a big believer that um exposure younger helps build your like it's like muscle memory, you know, when you do something oh. for so long, it like retains and I think like it just built it like you have a strong foundation so it wasn't like you're gonna eat dirt and then that's what's gonna stop the germs every time it's like you did it in the time that you were growing and then while you were growing it like was this shield so now you have a stronger shield well that I will have to agree with you on I really do because my mom shares the same belief yeah which is why probably like she didn't mind that I ate dirt. <laughs> <laughs> I am just imagining a little baby Karen just like putting dirt in a tortilla and just <gasps> No, no, no. It wasn't even like that. It's just like you grab it because like so after it rains, especially in Mexico, there's mm-hmm. like this smell coming from the ground. I can't mm-hmm. there's no way that I can explain it, but it's so delicious. Mm. And so it's just like, you just go down there, grab a little dirt with your finger, and that's it. There is no need for tortillas, nothing like that. You're not going to create a whole meal out of this. It's just perfect the way it is. Yes, exactly. Organic. (laughs) Tell me about it. Literally. (laughs) From the ground. We probably will be completely debunked if we have a medical professional listening. For sure. What? are these weirdos talking about (laughs) still subscribe to us though and just like school us let us know (laughs) i wanted to share something with you okay oh yeah uh as you might have seen if you follow us on instagram and those of you that don't what are you waiting for Mm -hmm. but i posted that i was watching a movie outdoors basically it's movies in the park Mm-hmm. And the I I I live very close to the park, and so I was catching up on Orange Is the New Black because you guys know the new season is out. And then I heard the uh, the Lion King song. I was like, "What? Who's who's that?" And then I look out my window, and I was like, "Oh shoot! They're putting it in the park." So then I immediately turned off my computer, grabbed my blanket, and went across the street. And it was really nice because the weather wasn't like crazy hot or humid or anything like that. So I had for yourself. No, wait, last night it wasn't. It was a little muggy. Hmm. Your tolerance for humidity is different. Your bar for humidity is so different than mine. Okay, I literally yes. I literally have to screenshot, like, it has to say, like, 90% humidity. And then you're like, yeah, it is just a tad muggy. I'm like, <laughs> no. If it gets higher than 50% humidity, it is awful. <laughs> okay, you are probably right on that. 
I know I'm right. But, <laughs> anyway, Dong. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice, especially because before, I think they only used to do it in Bryant Park, if I'm not mistaken. And then eventually, I guess, like they started bringing that program to other parks. And now we have it here at Oval Park. That's amazing. It is. It's very nice because like it, a lot of families go with their kids. They usually put up uh, movies that are, you know, for the family. And so it's very nice because you get to enjoy like some family time, a good movie, you're outdoors and you can bring basically like any snacks you want because it's not like they're checking bags like they do with the movie theaters. <laughs> so, yeah, I wanted to share that with you guys. Uh, I, get, I'm, I don't know if any other parks besides the ones in New York City do it as well. But if you have a park near you, I suggest that maybe do some research so that you catch up on the movies. When I was in LA the first time without you, mm-hmm. um, I won't apologize. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we did the Hollywood tour, and there's the Hollywood Cemetery, which is really close to that one place in the movie Pretty Woman, um, in the scene where it's the fire escapes. It's very, it's a very iconic Hollywood. Um, scene and a very iconic Hollywood place, like um, landmark. Um, so the Hollywood Cemetery is not too far from there, and apparently they do have movie nights in the cemetery. Yes, you're right. You know why? Because it just reminded me of the movie Valentine's Day. There's like a whole bunch of comedians in that movie. There's uh, George Lopez, Sofia Vergara. I don't know if you've ever watched it. I don't think it's your type of movie to watch, honestly. It's a romantic comedy. And it's also an ensemble, which I, that's a double thing. So it's like, they like put 20 like really well-known people in one movie and then it's a romantic comedy with like four storylines. Yes. I hate that stuff. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yes, one of the storylines, it it um they end up watching a movie on Valentine's Day in the cemetery. I do remember that very well. And actually it made me last night it made me think about that. I was like, huh, next time I'm in LA, I need to catch a movie in the cemetery. Yes, with me. Yes. Even yes. though I didn't bring you. <laughs> so yes, now you know what we're doing next time in LA. So speaking of LA and tours and everything. Oh my goodness, yeah. Let's talk about this tweet that you tagged me in. Yes. I was so, I could not believe it. I was ready to throw my phone out the window and just, I don't know. I don't know what I was ready to do, but I couldn't believe it. All right. So for any listeners out there, this tweet basically is a a photo of the tour buses like the new york city tour buses the sightseeing buses what do they call them though i 
Mm-hmm. I know them as NYC tours. Right? Yeah. Okay. I think they do have a, an actual like slang or nickname. I don't know. Cause I well, want to be a tourist. I don't care. <laughs> I'm on one of these websites and it says city sites, New York. Okay. And in the pictures, it's those red buses that are typically like two, um, two floors, I guess you would say. <laughs> uh, would you say two floors or two or two leveled? Two levels. Yes. That's the correct term. I don't know. It's one of those buses and it's in the Bronx. Okay. And it's by Webster. If I'm not mistaken, this is Webster and Bedford Park. I know that field because I've been there. And it's right there, you guys. Okay. So now my question is, why why are they here? <laughs> Karen is like preparing. And Karen's response for anyone who does follow us on Twitter, Karen's response is like not even like, oh my God, it's coming, or oh my goodness, what's going on? Karen's like preparing for the apocalypse. Seriously, that's how it is. That's how we should take it. All right. Good to know. You know what? I was reading the comments and they were so hilarious. Mm -hmm. And then especially this one person right here. This guy said, my rent just increased $200 after seeing this tweet. Let me tell you. That's the first thing I thought. I was like, okay. And number one, nobody know like people like know the Bronx, and then people who go to the Bronx normally will go because they have something to do or someone to see. But like no one, no one goes to like sightsee unless it's like the zoo or it's like the botanical garden. Yeah, so, those are the only two place, places why they would come to the Bronx. So then, like why is there a tour like what are they gonna look at i mean we have beautiful parks yes and obviously there are two very beautiful people from the Bronx speaking to y'all right now we're broadcasting so there's obviously evidence of beautiful people in the Bronx and yep. i know karen doesn't like this kind of evidence but j-lo whatever she's gorgeous <laughs> okay we are the reigning borough for the most beautiful people that is true so I know people want to look at us, but like we leave and then grace people with our presence. Y'all don't have to come in here. It, seriously. <laughs> it's so, like, why? Yeah. I'm wondering like, what, like, what is there to look at? Like we, there's no skyscraper, like things that are really touristy. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not yeah. even saying like, what is there to look at? Look at Cause like Bronx has nothing to offer. I'm not saying that. I'm no. saying Bronx has a lot to offer. It's not what these tourists that like come from European countries or like other places in America or probably other places in New York come to see. Like we don't have, um, it's not a Times Square kind of thing. Exactly. Like what are they here to see celebrity houses? Like, is there a celebrity living around Webster that I don't know of? Us. Um, <laughs> So besides we don't, us. yeah. Oh, besides us. Yeah. yeah. I don't, no, I don't know. <laughs> I think you really don't understand. And then here's a tweet. Someone said, 
They're going to see the elusive chopped cheese right after calling the health inspector on the bodega cat. Oh, my God. (laughs) I remember. um, Well, I think this is because, like, even before I, like, even was in the city, um, I always known from my mom, she um, said even back in Haiti, like, houses would have cats Uh solely for, like, they would be good house pets, but like it's pest control. They would have cats for pest control yeah. and it's New York city. It doesn't matter whether you're in Soho or whether you're like not in Soho. You know what I'm saying? Cause I am not about to throw Bronx under the bridge and I'm not going to start a war with Brooklyn. I don't have the bandwidth, um, <laughs> but not in Soho in quotes means Brooklyn. Anyways, <laughs> It's going to be, there's rats everywhere. I actually think rats outpopulate humans in New York City. Yep. So, yeah, I want three cats in the bodega (laughs) protecting my chopped cheese. I want one making my chopped cheese, and I want one calling me bonita. Okay. And you want another one at the cash register? I do want another one at the cash register. <laughs> so, little Madeline from Wisconsin getting all like hopped up because she sees the poor kitty in poor conditions in a bodega. Poor conditions, my butt. Okay. <laughs> that cat has an endless supply of cat food. One. All that fancy feast. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. It's, like, so interesting what people, like, what people decide (laughs) to police when they have no business even being in that, in that neighborhood. Yeah. And here's another tweet that actually reminded, just kind of, like, connected to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And this person said... I ain't going to lie. My Southern ass don't know a thing about the Bronx. And if I ever visit, I'm going to be on that bus. I, I, I really don't understand. Like, I'm not saying the Bronx is not special because, you know, I have a f- deep love for the Bronx. Mm-hmm. But what the hell are they expecting to see? I really don't understand why the Bronx now all of a sudden it's like getting these tours like we have buildings we have parks we have schools we have police stations um (laughs) y'all haven't seen that at all in your lives right we have diverse beautiful people Mm -hmm. uh currently my neighbors are out here in the corner of the block playing dominoes and playing their merengue that's beautiful yeah exactly and i don't know what haven't they seen they haven't seen people (laughs) See, if that is what you're looking for, though, that's not you're not going to get that on a tour bus. And if you really do want like that cultural immersion, hop your ass on to the train the train, and walk through the parks, like you said. Exactly. And walk through the neighborhoods. And this is a, you brought up such a good point, because the first time that I went to L.A. for the first, I think, like two, three days that we were there, we took public transportation, meaning Mm. the train and the bus. Now for everyone out there, I think it's like very well known that 
transportation there is not the easiest and it's not 24 hours like it is here in, the, in New York. And so afterwards, when I got back from my trip, I told people, I was like, oh yeah, we took the train or we took the bus. And they were like, you took public transportation? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, what's wrong with that? Like, uh, was there a memo I was missing about not taking the public transportation? Mm-hmm. Like, because like you said, I wanted to experience like what it is actually living in LA, seeing the trains mm-hmm. and just not acting like all touristy, but just getting that experience. Right. And so people looked at me like I was crazy for taking the train. I was like, uh, okay. I imagine the trains not being entirely crowded, or at least that's what I heard. You nope, know, they're not. Um, because everyone is driving and everyone's stuck driving. So. Yes. <laughs> I imagine that to be an yes. actually really nice reprieve from you know, New York city. Yes. Everyone's on the train. Mm-hmm. It's very concentrated unless it's like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And the you- buses though, the buses mm-hmm. are a little bit more crowded, especially obviously also like during rush hour, I guess, because a lot of people are getting out of their jobs and all that stuff. So because sometimes a certain train will, won't take you to your exact location. So you have to get off the train and then take a bus to at least leave you like a few blocks away from where you live. Um, so the bus was more crowded, basically some, somewhat similar to like New York city buses. Except the Bronx buses. Cause I love the Bronx bus, like transit system. It's not perfect. So I'm not saying it's perfect, but I would rather like take the 10 bus to go to, um, I'm blanking right now. I'd rather take the 10 bus to go to, go to, to like Riverdale or. Right. Well, from River, from Riverdale to Norwood. Oh yes. Then take the M23 or whatever that bus is from like. East 24th to Chelsea. I hate, I hate the New York City Crosstown buses so much. <laughs> so much. I love Bronx buses. I don't know what it is. They're better. And they're not great either. So that's the thing. They're not great, but they're better. So that has something to say, that says something about, like, Manhattan buses, which are god-awful. And I don't know why people even get on buses in Manhattan. You would get there faster walking than taking the bus. Yeah. <laughs> I'd get there faster crawling. <laughs> and actually right now, I'm on the website for this Sites New York. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to look for one that says the Bronx, but I can't find anything. Yeah. So then that leads me to believe, is this like, you know, you know how Twitter can be. We know how Twitter can be. <laughs> we have a lot of very talented Photoshoppers up on Twitter. I mean, this and is like a really good Photoshop. That's what I'm saying. And you have the eye too. Like if anyone would know if it's Photoshop, it would be you. So then I'm wondering like, okay, if there is... What, what's going on here? And we were just talking about this earlier. Um, this is not, we were talking about it earlier on the episode, but me and Karen were talking about like, you're not really bothered with like diving deep into like 
what I would call a conspiracy theory. This sounds like all the makings for a conspiracy theory to me <laughs> because there's photo evidence, but there's not an official statement. So what is going on? Yeah, that's the thing that when you showed me this tweet, I was like, okay, where? <laughs> and I'm, I'm really, really tempted to just get on one of these buses or ask around because you know how there's always people standing with their signs and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to pretend that I'm a tourist and say, like, which of these buses takes me to the Bronx? <laughs> I really, really want to do it and, and in some way documented to see what is being said to these tourists. Ooh, Wouldn't that the, be a good research? Yeah, I was going to say, from the Bronx with love investigations. It's going to be our, <laughs> our new podcast we launch, a six-part series. <laughs> deep investigation i am really close to doing it it's just that i have to figure out which one like which company this is and i'll do my zooming in later but i really want to see which one it is and actually when i get off the train sometimes i walk to the office so i get off a few stops before my actual stop Mm-hmm. And I do pass by the area, which is around Herald Square, where a lot of the employees are standing out there, you know, and just offering the service to people. Mm-hmm. And perhaps this week, I am going to ask and just kind of like start doing my research. So if I do find the one that actually takes people to the Bronx, you will be seeing an update on the on the Instagram and also <laughs> on the podcast like I will actually talk about my experience because I need to know I need to know what is being said to these people yeah because there's one thing to talk about the history of the Bronx you know how like hip-hop started in the Bronx I'm fine with that you know sure but you don't want to give them like a negative view of the Bronx I mean yeah if it's like because I know this is, this has to happen, even though I'm saying, I'm saying I know, like, I have actual every, any evidence, but I know, like, there are just people like this who will, like, go to neighborhoods specifically because it's, like, real hood and, like, they want to know, uh-huh. like, about, like, the gangbang. Like, I don't know if you saw this today, um, there's this news that's coming out that a, um, upper middle class, um, white guy, I think he's like either 18 or or very early twenties. Um, didn't, he he didn't, I think he either didn't get any, like he wasn't sentenced to any jail time for essentially him and his friends created their own gang. Uh was involved in a shootout and they stole cars and they're all very wealthy so they're like really bored white Uh. kids and i think part of their defense was also they were studying black culture so we know that this is something that is like like a thing you know what i mean like this like this it's like poverty porn but ghetto porn I guess it's <laughs> just like yeah. the fetishization of like the hood and like this romanticization about it and like it, how it's like these like the people 
kind of like treating the Bronx as a zoo, not like going to the Bronx Zoo, but you know what I mean? They're like, oh, let's go in like as an anthropological experiment and like see like, oh, look at her. Look at a native Boricua dancing salsa in the street and pointing and you know what I'm saying? Uh, Yeah, I, I really, yeah, I get your point. And that is fucked up. Right. Like, get off that fucking bus, and then we'll see if you really want to dive into the culture. Woo! <laughs> right. Here we are. Here we are. Now we're talking. Spicy Karen has arrived. Like, I don't want you on that fucking bus taking pictures of my neighbors or myself acting like I'm some kind of, like, creature that you came to observe. No. Perfect. Exactly. I'm human just like you. I'm living my life. Get the fuck out of my business. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, that's like, what is it? Um, it's Desus, it's Desus and Miro, right? Their shirts are part of their merch. It's um, uh, Stay the F Out of Uptown or Get the F Out of Uptown. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Which is true. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, nothing irks me more when I am on the A train and there are still white people sitting past <laughs> 200 or past 191. It is it pisses me off. It's happened twice to me, and it's happened on the days where I really need to sit down. So I was like, okay, cool. At 145th, clear. It's like yeah. clear. I can lay down if I want to. It was 200. <laughs> 200. I was worried. And there were still white people. <laughs> I was not. No. And this is coming from me. Who grew up in the yes. suburbs. Yes. <laughs> I get worried. And not because, like, I think, like, oh, these, these people are here. They're going to do something or whatever. I'm worried because it's, like, that means that, like, gentrification. Mm-hmm. Like, they're close. Mm-hmm. And I don't want my rent to go up. <laughs> Let me tell you, past 175th, I still see, I see, see y'all who look like, one probably university students oh yeah or like the young families which like i don't here's the thing i don't want like i need to put a disclaimer and i don't want this to be cut out of context and be like look she hates the white devils that's not me (laughs) um (laughs) i'm just saying there like there is a shift when the demographic makeup it leans more towards the caucasian set and yeah. that affects the people of color who have been there generations in the, uh, an area that was probably once considered a depressed area with not a lot of economic um, resources. Yep. So when I say, or when Karen and I say like, oh, we're a little worried, it's not like we think, oh, the white devils are going to like genocide us out of our houses. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what we're saying we're just saying like um there's gonna be a really unfair balance yep for people who look like us exactly. and one of the one of the starting unfair balance is that i can't get a seat yes that's my fight my fight is the seat <laughs> most people's <laughs> fight is actually rent which is the better fight to have but you know princess dom can't stand up for too long <laughs> And then the thing is that, okay, there have been so many 
rumors like, oh, don't go to the Bronx. The Bronx is bad. Da, da, da. You're going to get killed in the Bronx. Right. Meanwhile, we're out here living our best life, enjoying the parks, mm-hmm. you know, saving money as well because we're not about to pay $1,300 for a shoebox. And then people realize, oh, if I move to the Bronx, I can get like a bigger apartment, da, da, da. And then it's like, oh, oh, so now you like the Bronx? How about before when you were saying that it was so dangerous and to stay away from there? It's like, now you want to live in the Bronx? Well, now we don't want you to live here, first of all. That is such a good point that you make. That, like yes. it only is seen like through an economic lens, but more like an economic lens, like exploitation. Yeah. Like, because you know that it is lower um, property value. And then like, we know why it is lower property value right. because like there is such a thing as white flight. The Bronx used to be actually, heavily um a heavily like white community and like people literally the white flight is white people flew out of the cities and went to suburbs Mm -hmm. and where there's white people there is property value increase so knowing that there is no um there is not a lot of weight in terms of property value because like everyone is black and brown then you come in and you wield this privilege and you're taking advantage of like the low rent, which isn't probably low to a lot of people who live there. No, it's yeah, low that is to true. You. Yeah. And that's exploitation. So that's my problem with that. That's such a good point. You're so smart. <laughs> and then I feel like now, because especially, and I, we had this conversation before off the air, obviously, but we were talking about Ocasio. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and how basically now like her her victory put the Bronx out there. Like I have heard other podcasts in like Texas, Chicago, that everyone is mentioning the Bronx and Ocasio. Mm-hmm. So the Bronx I feel like now it's it's known for other things besides like, oh, it's so dangerous. Yes. This is true. Which is good. Like, they're shining a good light on the Bronx. That, yeah, that is such a good point. Like, um, that the Bronx is being known um, and attached to her. But Ocasio-Cortez, um, she, I've been hearing so much about, like, how much energy she brings. And, like, people are really hopeful with by her message. Mm-hmm. Um and, like, the fact that that's tied to the Bronx is yeah. something that, like, I'm really proud of. And I think the Bronx is, like, a place of hope, to yeah. be honest. And there's it's a place of a ton of ingenuity. It's a place of creativity. It's a place of, like, it's vibrant, just like she is. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. And I think those are the great things that we're, I'm happy, like you said, are on a national stage. I'm happy that those are the things that are on a national stage in terms of the Bronx. Yeah. But stay out of Stay out. Exactly. <laughs> Let Ocasio represent her people. Yes. 
she's gonna represent her people okay so don't move from to the bronx because she's not gonna represent you (laughs) (laughs) she ran because of her people Mm -hmm. to represent them to fight for them not the people that are gonna come here and hike up the rents exactly there we go (laughs) not for people who are like oh affordable living let me take advantage of that and then have the rents be super high and then it's not affordable to everyone else but me and Mm -hmm. me me and people who look like me or like a several select few like no no that's not who she's fighting for exactly (laughs) ah so From yes, tour buses to politics. I love it. Yep. <laughs> so just stay tuned for my research because I'm really gonna do this. I'm, I'm like more interested in this now. Mm-hmm. I will probably bring a secret camera with me on that bus. <laughs> oh, you better. This is this is gonna be new content. We're gonna right? be launching a new series, guys. <laughs> Karen investigates. That's the name of the series. <laughs> But um, I know a person that before, I think he used to live in Brooklyn. I'm not 100% sure of what area. So I'm not even going to like try and like remember. And now he lives in the Bronx. I believe it's uh, 176th Street, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. Mm-hmm. And he said that obviously he gets more space for his money. Mm-hmm. And then he said, but... I noticed that they don't have any like cafes where I can go and just sip my coffee or they don't like offer healthy options. Like all they have is the bodega and like, I can't get my organic stuff there. Mm -mm. I was like, excuse you. (laughs) So we've definitely talked about how the Bronx is, um, a bit of a food desert. Yeah. That we, we can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, not this person. Right. In a very matter of factly way where like it does affect our community. Um there's a correlation between the Bronx being a food desert and diabetes and cholesterol and hypertension yeah. being among the higher um diseases that are seen in residents in the Bronx. That is Something you, we are very aware of, you and I are aware of, and I'm sure other people who are in the community are aware of. And then that's when you go in and you, you see like if there are community gardens and like what kind of collectives are there to bring about fresh produce or like what initiatives are happening in the Bronx community. Yeah. Not complain not that you can't get like your chia seed, you know, <laughs> your mate tea. <laughs> exactly. And then this is also, I feel like this is also a point to like say, like, it's not that people in the Bronx don't want to be healthy. Right. Right. It's because we don't have these these foods like right at the corner of the street. Exactly. Like we have to think about like how this is like in a structural level it's by design that cities like the bronx like inner cities with a con like a concentration of black and brown people aren't being um exposed to better food options and that it's like 
cheaper to have fast food than to have like a whole foods mm-hmm. which right now whole foods is kind of a little bit politicized because it was bought by amazon but also whole foods is like one of the coming signs of gentrification but you get yeah. what i'm saying yes <laughs> <laughs> we just went from like one thing to another i but you know what it's all in the love of the bronx we are it out is. here we're gonna we're gonna rep real hard and we're gonna protect yep Okay, so now that we're on the topic of the Bronx and this whole episode was dedicated to the lovely Bronx, I want to highlight someone or like the, a group from the Bronx. Woo! So on Instagram, you can find them as Bronx Nomads. Oh, so cool they name. are... Huh? That's a cool name. Yeah. So it's a community organization. And they they're basically like a running crew so they run for 30 minutes although their schedule is kind of like early but i i think i might try one of them so on tuesdays it's at 5 a.m that's super early i'm never gonna make that one excuse me <laughs> yeah i know i can wake up at 5 a.m but i cannot be ready to be near people at 5 a.m <laughs> that is not okay and on Saturday, it's at 8 a.m., which that's doable because I usually wake up like around 7. So by 8, I'm ready to interact with people. Which is insane. <laughs> so, yeah. So basically, it's like a group of that gets together to either walk, run, whatever you feel more comfortable with. You do it for 30 minutes and it's a, a group of people that gather and basically promoting activities for people from the neighborhood. So I just wanted to highlight them because I think that's pretty cool. If you need like that extra motivation and you feel like sometimes when you run on your own, you just like easily give up because no one is watching. I feel like this is a very good option to check out. That's awesome. Yeah. So we'll leave the link in the info box. If you want to go check them, go follow them, give them some love. So anyone, Dom, that you want to send to hell? I know this is more like your thing. <laughs> I feel like it's like we should just call it, re, like, rename them Karen's Karen's um, Karen's Corner. And like, what would be a full name for me? Dom's Devils or something like that. Dom's Devils. <laughs> um, I, uh, well, I don't know if I told you or I think I said this off air. I have been unplugging although for people it probably doesn't seem like I'm unplugging because I am tweeting but I was was just about to say that I'm tweeting but I'm unplugging or removing or not paying as closely um to news the news cycle as I have been before so a lot of things I have been tweeting are like about Beyonce um (laughs) (laughs) so I wouldn't say I have like anyone specifically pissed me off because I made very conscious effort with the planets in retrograde, the blood moon and my period to not um, aggravate myself. Oh, okay. Um, Cause I do care about my sanity and staying out of jail. Um, <laughs> but I do think 
this person, like every other week, I feel like this person is like going to hell. And I feel like we need to just like put this person in limbo because <laughs> they're, I, they're just on my list so much. But it is the um, Attorney General um, Jeff Sessions. Oh, I knew it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's like, we just gotta send him the limbo and then pluck him out every time we wanna, you know, have him do a day trip to the fiery depths of hell. Yes. Um, but he, <laughs> such a dumbass. Um, he like announced the Religious um, Freedom Task Force, which makes no sense because there should be a separation of church and state. Yeah, and also these are the same people that instituted a Muslim ban. Islam is a religion, so does this mean Islam would be covered under your task force, which is antithetical to your stance on Islam? So it makes no sense, and I cannot freaking stand American evangel evangelicals evangelicals. Um, <laughs> Because the hypocrisy is so astounding, it makes my brain boil. Alrighty. Anything else you'd like to add? No, that is all. I feel like I had everything to say about that bus. <laughs> I'm still yeah, on the bus. We had a lot <laughs> to say stemming from the bus. It's like the bus opened up a portal and it was yes. like, here's the portal to the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I said everything that I had to say. Thanks. All right. Let us know, guys, if you have done a tour like that or would be interested in my research. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but anyway, don't forget to follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram. And also listen to us on Apple Podcasts. We are on SoundCloud, obviously, Google Play, and that's it, right, I think? Yes. All right. That is it for tonight or for this episode. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Bye. This podcast was executive produced by Karen Almonte. You can follow us on social media to keep up with your favorite Bronx ladies. From the Bronx with Love is part of Anthology House Media.